Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. I am Toy, your podcaster, and I am excited, excited, excited to be here. With that being said, if this is your first time listening to Conversations with Toy, I honestly don't think that it was by chance that you stumbled upon this podcast. It is for a reason. I am so happy for you to be here in this safe space. I'm going to be talking about things like self-care, mental health always, and we're going to be talking about what's happening in these internet streets. Now, Today's topics are going to be an interesting one. We're talking about spring renewals, refreshings, and today just happens to be national plan for a solo trip. So we're going to talk about the ins and outs of going up, aka solo. Um, And this is for everyone. It's regardless if you have a family, if you're connected, it doesn't matter. Traveling on your own is a way of life and I feel like everyone should take a solo trip to some extent and expand your travel wings just a little and definitely by yourself there's so much that you will learn about yourself when it comes to going on a place and on a journey by yourself why do you think the things like eat pray love are situations that bring out like so many things in people because these are journeys that I believe every human being should have. But before we get into all that, I am going to start a little bit differently. Usually I go back and I start the topic first and then we hit the internet streets. Today, I want to hit the internet streets and see what has been going on. I'm not going to talk about Risa Tisa. I think everybody has covered that girl, that young lady, I should say. And honestly, and grateful for her her being um, open to talk about her story. So if you haven't listened to it, listen, there are 1,001 podcasters talking about Risa Tisa. I think last episode, I talked briefly about the situation. You can listen to last week's episode. I'm here for that. But today we are not talking about Risa Tisa. I'm going to talk about something from the chronicles of a used-to-be stay-at-home mom. There is a young man named Scrappy. He is in Atlanta, I believe, rapper from back in the day back in the way and he got on these internet streets and made the comment regarding the fact that no one pats him on the back no one high fives him no one says anything to him when he's at home with his children while his mother of his children whatever set of kids he's referring to is out in these streets now from the chronicles of a stay-at-home mom or used to be stay-at-home mom because we don't live that life anymore. But what I can tell you is this, sir, please have a couple seats. Now, before I continue on with my conversation regarding his comments, please hear me clearly. This is not to bash a male or a man or anything of the sort, okay? Before I have all the men making these comments about how I'm male bashing and how this is rude to men and he's a black man and I'm tearing him down, stop, pop your brakes, put a pause, put your seatbelt, tighten it up, 
get your feelings up out of here because that's not what we're talking about. However, we are going to talk about the comment of no one says anything or does anything when I'm at home with the children. Now, from the chronicles of someone who used to be an exclusive stay-at-home parent, it is a job. So if you are listening and you feel like the woman in your life is sitting at home eating bonbons and chilling and that you could do this job sitting at home while she goes out and work every day, I think I just need you to preface just a little bit that working at home because it is yet a job is not one of the easiest jobs to do. Everything about your life goes on hold when you are a stay-at-home parent. Now, I am not suggesting that Scrappy is suggesting that he is a stay-at-home parent, but we will get there. Just follow me for five seconds, okay? So as a reformed stay-at-home parent, you are up first thing, you go to bed sometimes last, you're doing everything that that baby or child needs from the time they're up until they go down. And by the time they go down, you have no energy for yourself. What makes it even harder is if you're a stay-at-home parent and you have no village. Now, let me also break down this conversation about villages. We talk about villages and the concept of someone coming in and helping with the children, but there is also another level of village when you talk about those who are encompassing around the mother to make sure she has the things that she needs. Inside of your village, you may need somebody to come and help you with the children because that is very much a, a huge ordeal, but you also need friends and family that can kind of build you up and pour into your cup because there are some days when you could literally not even wash your behind, let alone worrying about if you have on your eyelashes or worrying about if you can get another week of sleep because taking a shower and hearing phantom cries may be a real realistic for you. Like it could be a real reality for you, not a real realistic, real reality. So when I hear people like Scrappy and I have heard many of men who make the comment about how no one high fives them, no one says anything when they're doing daddy things. Let me preface this. There is a, in society, we do honor moms. And I believe in my personal opinion, this is just my personal of opinions. We will highlight a mom and high five a mom more than we high five and highlight a dad. However, being a parent is a parent. And since they're same sex parents and all of the things in between, a parent is a parent. And so sometimes when you're parenting, you can't always be worried about if you're going to get that high five because you sitting in the house with your children while you're the mother of is out here doing whatever she's doing, whether that's out here getting her bag, whether that's out her getting a vacation, regardless of what it's for, there is no give us a, an award. Like this is such a give me an award society that is literally irking. Everybody wants a presentation award. Everybody wants a, um, a participation award and stop right now. Stop right now. Here's the thing. And the reason why men, in my opinion, before y'all bash me, but this is just my opinion. This is why I feel like men sometimes live in this lifestyle of doing the bare minimum. Now, not every man is doing the bare minimum. There are some outstanding men that are doing the job and they're not going to get any recognition because again, with parenting, nine times out of 10, you don't get recognition, right? But we are so instructed that if a man does just, again, this bare minimum, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, this is great. He's doing all these things, but honestly, he's doing what parents should be doing. It doesn't matter to me what sex you are or your orientation or any of that. Being a parent is just being a parent. Like for instance, 
Many a times my husband and I play between being Uber parents. We have three children and three different things and there's only two cars and two of us, right? And although I have a high schooler, she's not at the point where she can drive and help out with any of this Ubering. So at the end of the day, we as parents have to put lives on hold, change appointments, not do the things that we want to do because that's a part of parenting. If you continue to give people and men who are doing what's considered, to my opinion, to be the bare minimum, it is your job as a parent to be with your child. If your husband, your boyfriend, the parent of your child says that he is babysitting his children, that's a red flag for me. And little Scrappy is giving me, I'm babysitting my kid vibes. He is definitely giving me those vibes. You're a father, just like I'm a mom. And for those who are parents, it is your job to go do the things that need to be done. And a lot of times that's going to include you taking care of being there in the house because you can't leave kids at home or you shouldn't at least. So if we would stop giving participation trophies to men specifically, this would be better. We wouldn't have to hear him complaining on the internet about how he doesn't get recognition as a father for doing things that a father should be doing. Men and women are both needed in the household and whether you split households because I believe him and his ex-wife or I don't know if they're married technically or not, but they're saying and acting as if they're ex-wives and ex-husbands. You live in two, uh, two in a, in a separate homes. You would have to do the things that parents do when they live in separate homes because you live in separate homes. So you need parents to stand up because you're living in separate homes. I'm just a little bit of confusion. And let me just talk about how this plays in with mental health. There are many a women who are married single women because they live in homes by which they are married and their mate, their partner does nothing to contribute to the livelihood of the children outside of work. Now let's not act like work is not essential. Let's not act like work. is not necessary. Let's not act like work. Don't bring in the money that pays the bills that does the things. But when you're an active parent, you don't just to get the time out when you go to work, you come home and then you just wait for the other partner to do all the things, to take care of the kids, to change a diaper. I have heard so many men complain about changing simple diapers that I'm just, I'm just my, it's mind boggling to me. There should never be a time when a man who is a partner with that other parent or woman, because again, equal opportunity, there should never be a time when any parent is complaining about having to do bare bone basics. Changing a diaper for babies who wear diapers is essential, right? It's essential to their well-being. It's essential to their health and all those beautiful things. It's essential. There should never be a situation where your partner is, you know, having a complaint about washing up a child. If that's your child, you need to help wash that child up or help clean that child or feed that child. Whatever the case may be, you're a parent. And as a parent, there are things that you must do. So I, I'm, I don't get why Scrappy or Little Scrappy, whatever he's going by this day, Scrappy-Doo, Scooby-Doo and all the Scooby snacks that somebody thinks that they need to get a participation award for being a parent. So if you are listening and you are under the sound of my voice, please understand that this is not what we do. As parents, we do whatever is necessary and that doesn't and should not come with gender roles. Now, how does this play in with your mental health? Coming from someone who was a stay-at-home mom, I am telling you that the first barrier to your mental health is going to come from the fact that you are literally pulling, you know, yogurt and everything out of your hair. You're sitting over here. You barely are getting dressed because, you know, for why you're sitting in the house, you're making a curriculum, you're feeding your kids, you're taking care of your family. And oftentimes you are the last on the totem pole. And that can bear a lot of pressure on your mental health because you begin to identify yourself through your title instead of who you are. 
Let me explain something to you. If I could go back during the times when I was at my most stress being a stay-at-home parent, it had nothing to do with just the the journey of being a stay-at-home parent and going to the hospital with the kid and being up all night and all those different things. A lot of it has to go to the identity crisis of not being able to see myself as a few a full human being versus the title that I began to carry. Same thing when my wives and husbands get married and they don't have a, they don't have children, which is fine. You get carried away in the title of who you are and you don't get to tap into the human being of who you are. And so when I hear men say things about, I don't get a participation or I need y'all to stop saying that, please men, women, all the things and all the people, I, I need all of the things, all the people, all of the things that we say needs to be rechecked. There is no reason for any of that. Ladies, specifically my women, specifically them, only because we traditionally are the ones that are staying at home. There are some amazing stay at home dads. We're not taking away from any of that, but mentally our struggle comes in trying to be a nurturer, trying to pick up all these different hats and titles, and it can be completely overwhelming. Please find and stay in tune to who you are. And listen, there are going to be millions of times where you're going to fail at that. You're going to fail at that because you're doing a lot and your bowl and your plate is just full. But please take a time out to discover who you are. And if you've lost her, her being you, the person that you used to be, and let me just explain this used to be thing. You may not go back to a lot of things that you used to be because it didn't suit you for where you are right now. But if you genuinely cannot discover what makes you happy, or if you cannot genuinely discover what makes you smile, if your smile and happiness is depending upon your partner or other extremity or extracurricular activities or a job or self-worth, I promise you, I need you to tap into who you are and find out who you are. Um, I really do. I really want you to do that because your mental health could be at such a stressed level of trying to figure all this out while somebody's asking you for a bottle by crying their ears off. And let me just say, there are plenty of uh, moms who are at home struggling because it's not okay to say out loud that you need help or that you don't feel like you're doing such a great job because you're yelling or you're overwhelmed. I've talked to a lot of uh, women that are stay-at-home parents and they're just like, there are days when they literally want to, you know, throw in the towel. There's days when they want to pull out their hair because that's a very real, real thing. Okay. So we're not giving out participation awards to parents, scrappy, scrappy dudes, Scooby snacks. We're not doing none of that. Okay. At the end of the day, what we need to be concerned about is making sure that we are amazing parents to our children. If you should have some or desire. And if you don't listen, a okay with me, I got three of them. I love my babies with all my heart, but they are a lot of work. And being a parent is not a job where you can just lay your, your title down and keep pushing. You just have to find ways to pick your title up and find out who you are so that they can kind of unite. Also, because we're talking about the fact that spring is on the on its way, I want to talk about, again, we've talked about, I've talked about seasonal depression so many times, but when we get to this particular part of the year, there is almost like a knocking of the door where we're just waiting for spring to bust on through because there is such a renewal for those who deal with seasonal depression. The fact that the other week I've been noticing that, again, it's saying lighter out longer, it helps with your mood. It literally does. And when you're going through seasonal depression, you feel dark, you feel heavy, you feel cold, you feel all of these things. And so when spring begins to, you know, spring and do its thing, you do feel like there's an awakening. You feel an awakening of your spirit. You feel an awakening of the people and things that are surrounding you. You have just a little bit of extra burst of energy. I want you to tap into that because 
there's nothing wrong with like getting to the point of relief. And for those who suffer with seasonal depression and FYI, you can suffer from seasonal depression all through the year. There is no set time, but for many only because of the way that the world works and the way that sunlight works and all those things, it kind of triggers it. One thing that I'm looking forward to for the spring is just being able to have the capability of being outside and having a little bit more warmth on your skin and being able to kind of just get out in the world and do the things that need to be done. I'm looking forward to that. Another thing with spring is not just the nature of spring, but honestly, the the sunlight and the beauty and the and the sunshine that comes along with that. Now we get it, April showers bring May flowers. We do get that. But even on a day where it's rainy and it's semi a little bit you know miserable, when you realize that it's a new season that has opened up unto you, it's a feeling that can't be described. And baby, you suffer from seasonal depression and you're like, you know what? I'm really not feeling this, uh, this renewal. I'm not feeling this happiness that's on its way. I promise I understand. Again, you can suffer from different levels of seasonal depression. And again, it can happen for you in different various times. All I can tell you is that with every new season, I always sit down and do like a little mini emotional and mental evaluation of myself and where I am and be honest about that. Where am I? How am I feeling? How am I processing myself? What are the things that I am looking forward to? And if I don't have anything to look forward to, then why? These are just personal questions that I consistently ask myself quite, quite often. So if you are not feeling that, thank you, Lord, the spring is on its way. I cannot wait. Come through, come through. I promise you that will get better. And I honestly know that if you just would just, 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 just look for the smallest of things every single day that will give you that reassurance. There's one thing every single day. And it has, it doesn't have to be the same thing. I just, you know, when I was a kid, I, I told you before I'm a PK. So sometimes we would get up and we would have these testimony servers. And I remember when we were younger, younger, especially like if you go to a youth event, a lot of times the pastor or the preacher would always want to get the young people involved. And so they would say, you know, get up in front of the church and you would just say, you know, how you feel in your thankfulness. And so this would go like, oh, I just want to thank God, you know, who is the head of my life. I want to thank him for his strength. I want to thank God for waking me up this morning and start me on my way. I want to thank the Lord for m making uh, mountains move in ways that it couldn't, I could not see. There's like a whole rhetoric. And sometimes I would find that a lot of the kids, they just would be like, I want to thank God for my life, my health and my strength. Or they would say, I'm just thankful for my family because a lot of times as a kid, you just don't be, you don't always know what you're grateful and thankful for. And sometimes that's like us. We, 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 we tend to just look for the bare bone basics. Well, I don't really have anything to be grateful for today. So I guess I'll just say my family. I don't really feel like I have anything to be grateful for. So I just say I'm grateful to be alive. And all those things are beautiful, but I want you to understand that there's always one extra thing beyond what people can see that shows you the gratefulness that you're in. Keep that in mind. But today's topic is about traveling. I've talked about solo traveling many a times before, but today just so happens to be plan a solo vacation, right? This could be in the form of a staycation where you're in your own city and exploring a by yourself, or this could be a trip where you get on a plane, you can take a road trip, you can get on the train, however you get there, get there if you can, right? And so 
what goes into planning a solo trip. Let's keep in mind, planning a solo trip just sounds exactly what it is. If you are planning a solo trip, but then all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, I'm planning the trip, but you know, my friends could come that that's not a solo trip. If you're planning a solo trip, but you're just saying, well, you know, if I ask Bay and he says he or she wants to come, then that's great. That is not a solo trip. A solo trip is exclusively by yourself for yourself. There is a beautiful thing that happens. And I talked about this in the introduction earlier is that there is a beautiful thing that happens when you travel by yourself, go with a bunch of friends and you'll see exactly what I mean. Just because people are friends with other people doesn't mean they should travel and they travel well. One of the things you have to take in consideration when you're traveling with other people is their accommodations as well as yours. And let's be honest, a lot of us are people pleasing or still haven't haven't gotten out of our people pleasing phase that you'll go into a, a, a trip with other people knowing you should probably be in your own room because you like your privacy. You don't really get in line with the same ways that people wake up or go to bed. And so to please people, you'll say, okay, we can share a room. And listen, I'm always for team save money. But for me, if team save money goes against my threshold for mental capacity, I'm going to have to spend my money. So what does that mean? If I feel like I'm in a situation where I'm really good friends with somebody, we're mad cool, maybe even besties, but I still feel like I need my space. I need people to recognize that I need my space. But when you go on a trip by yourself, you don't have to worry about negotiating space and trying to figure out where everybody's temperature is. The one thing I've appreciated from going on a solo trip is that one, I can get up and come and go as I please without having to be of service to other people, right? I love helping people, but I don't always want to be of service to someone just because. And so as you're going on your vacation, you have to worry about service to other people. You don't necessarily have to worry about making sure everybody is on one accord for what the activities that you want to do. Or if you want to plan a few days where you don't do anything, A solo trip will allow you to do just that. It allows you to figure out what it is that you like. For instance, I am the girly girl that's going to be poolside me, baby, right off the bat. Poolside me, baby, because this is the reason why I like sitting in the sun. Now, according to my doctor, I need some more vitamin D. And so I need to get in the sun as soon as possible. However, um, being in the sun, laying by the pool, in the water when I get really hot, just kind of cooling off is a vibe for me. And it's something that I personally enjoy. And so when you're on a solo vacation, you could decide if I want to get up every single day, not even leave the hotel that I'm in or leave the suite that I'm in. And I just decide, you know what, I'm just going to go and sit by the pool. I just want to do that. I don't want to have a full itinerary every single day. There's nothing wrong with that. Whenever I've taken any solo trips, even a business trip, I've turned, I'll turn a business trip into a solo trip, especially if I'm traveling by myself. And the reason is, is because again, you'll be good to yourself when you're on vacation by yourself. You'll eat the things, my God, that you want to eat without having to share. Listen, I love my babies, but every time they hear the crinkling of a package, they think that every time they're supposed to come and eat everything that's not nailed down to the floor. However, when you're on vacation, you don't have to worry about that, especially when you go by yourself. There is a time and place for you to go with your significant other. There is a time and place for you to go on a family vacation. But when it comes time for you to plan your own, here's a few things to keep into consideration is obviously the cost. 
Have you written down enough notes and research all of the things that you may need to know about the places that you're going, whether that's in a new city or a new state or a new country? You have got to do your due diligence and research, research, read reviews and all of the things. Also, always single people who are married or not, because again, when you're on a solo trip, that means you become a single person. There is no double. That's the reference that I'm making. And so as you are traveling, always ask for both hotel keys and make it known that you have a guest that will be arriving later. Here's the reason. If somebody is watching you in the vicinity of the hotel, AKA even it can even still be the hotel workers. You want to keep the line of communication, let them know basically you are covered and that you're not just traveling by yourself to give off any type of a red light or some type of siren that again, you're by yourself and that you're not doing what needs to be done because that's not necessarily the case. I always, always, always suggest that you get two keys for the room period every single time. So that again, Somebody who's watching you, someone who is judging your situation because we love to people watch and make stories up. They will then know that you would then be considered off limits because again, there is somebody there with you who will either be there in a few or will join you later. Okay. So think about your safety. There are certain things you should never do. You should not be checking in at places just because you're a solo traveler traveling all around this world and then letting everybody know your exact move. Because what happens is, is that you don't realize people are paying you more attention than what it appears. And so while you're not doing the things that need to be done and you're telling the world exactly where you are, where they can find you, what hotel, you might as well have told them the phone number too, you're putting yourself at jeopardy. There are also door locks that can be placed on your door without using the raggedy hanger. I've seen those videos and I'm just like, who has the strength to sit there and manipulate all these things? But back to the story, as you are a single traveler, stop telling people where you are. If you are in an Uber or some type of ride share that you can share your location, immediately share it with one or two people from back home. Everybody should be able to get in contact with you at any given point, just because you're a solo traveler and keeping yourself vigilant will be as helpful as possible. Make sure that somebody back home is tracking you on these apps. Make sure, even if you have to share whatever your location in real time, whatever it takes, I want us to continue to think about what, how can I travel by myself and be safe? Listen, there are so many people who are super duper scared to travel by themselves. It's because we feel in our spirits that we need this lack of transportation and we need, well, not transportation, but a a connection with other people that if we wanted to go do something on our own, it's like, it feels weird to us. It doesn't feel right. It feels like we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, but listen, solo travel is absolutely amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Like I said, not sharing my snacks, sleeping in one I want to, not cooking or being a service to somebody. All of those things are things that I look forward to when I go on a business trip by myself and or a personal trip by myself. So now that we're talking about the benefits of traveling, because again, solo trips allow you to just really tap into yourself. One of the things that I've learned with traveling by myself is when I learn my likes and my dislikes, I find where I am having um, issues like, let's say for instance, if I'm scared to do something, I find that out really quickly. I did, I fly, which I've done here in Philadelphia as well. And I realized immediately that one, I've always never considered myself to have a height problem. And all of a sudden as I'm doing something different by myself, going in, taking this class, I realized right off the jump that I am having some insecure issues 
And I found that going on the solo trip that I've, you know, I've taken a few, but this particular one that I'm talking about when I went to Arizona, it was just something freeing about that. First of all, I was gone for like a week, which is super long for mom and mom years and mom days. That's like going away for a month. And I was able to enjoy myself. Yes, I called home and I checked in and all those things, but I really was able to tap in. I really was able to discover what really made me happy. And during that time, like I took a lot of time reading and I took a lot of time writing and I took a lot of time like listening and just reading books and getting back to just like the old me that just had a sense of calm. I didn't have my life wasn't all over the place doing 20 million things. And honestly, even though I had days where I had planned some excursions, which I enjoyed tremendously. And yes, you can travel to other places and take, um, excursions by yourself you will always most likely find a person that's there by themselves as well and you can link up and I don't mean linking up by the sense of sex I'm just talking about you can literally just become a partner during these activities and just have yourself a great time honestly I honestly suggested nine ten out of ten I would definitely um, recommend but yeah you find out a lot about yourself and then when you get by yourself and you really can get quiet in your own space the quietness will really teach you a lot you'll get to think you'll notice things that you haven't noticed before about yourself and that's one of the things that I enjoy when I travel by myself I really 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 get to see the things that really make me feel completely honored as a person and as a human and again beyond my titles so I'm highly recommending that as we get into the spring season with the warmer weather and it's time to just do the things, I want you to travel. I want you to get on a train. I want you to get on a plane. I'm not a fan of the bus, but get on the bus too. Get where you never need to get and have the most amazing time. Listen, you may not be able to go to Phoenix, Arizona for a week, but maybe you can go to a few hours, a state's a few hours away where you take a road trip and you're gone for a weekend. Listen, whatever it is, take it and do it. Take it and do it. Do you know how invaluable it is for like, I was thinking about Mother's Day coming up and you know, we do things with moms and we do all these wonderful things. But last year I took myself out for Mother's Day and I enjoyed the solitude. Now I wasn't in like some quiet corner crying my eyes out or anything like that, but I enjoyed my time. I had found this amazing restaurant down here in Philadelphia where it was kind of outside. Listen, I love being outside. Again, I love the sun. I love being in all the spaces. And I found this spot, one of the, an influencer that I know, she had posted about it a couple of weeks before I went. And I was like, you know what? That looks really cute. I should really look into it. Well, you know, it had a restaurant. So that means that everybody named Mama was out for Mother's Day and making reservations. But listen, I went in there as a single person. And what I mean as a single person, I do not mean I got divorced all of a sudden. I just went in there as an actual single person, meaning by myself. And when I went in there, I enjoyed the most amazing meal. I didn't have to worry about does everyone in my house, would they enjoy this place? Can I find something for everybody to eat at this one restaurant? I went for myself and I enjoyed it. I had the most amazing cocktails. I was able to have a couple of, uh, I think I had one or two coffees. I think it might've been one. Let's just, let's 
let's err on caution that I would have had one. So I had this amazing iced coffee. I had this amazing meal and I was able, I had brought my journal. I brought a book and I sat outside where I'm watching kind of people watching a little bit, enjoying my time. Nobody bothered me. Nobody said, Oh, how long are you going to be? Like, you know, um, places give you like a two hour thing. Nobody bothered me. Not one second. I was able to sit. I was able to enjoy I really was able to do that. And I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, anybody, I don't care what your title is. I don't care if you just, you always by yourself anyway. And so what's the difference? It's a totally different experience when you have an experience by yourself as well, right? Just doing an experience by yourself. And it's just something that uplifted my entire being, right? I look forward to that. I don't know what I'm doing this year for Mother's Day. My birthday is like the couple of days before my birthday. I was actually born on Mother's Day. So every so, so often my birthday comes on Mother's Day. But either way, whatever it is that I choose to do, I want to find a way to just celebrate myself being a person. Like I, I look forward to moments like that. And, and you don't have to wait for Mother's Day. You don't have to wait for your birthday. You can create these moments quite often. And I encourage you to. If you have a problem going to the movie theater and sitting in a movie theater by yourself, I want you to change that. If you have a problem at least once or twice a year sitting at a restaurant by yourself, I want you to change that. If you can't go to an outing by yourself, I want you to change that. I promise you it's a journey that you will appreciate when it's all said and done. Does that mean that I don't get nervous when I'm traveling by myself? No, I do. Um, I'm more cautious. I'm actually more cautious when I'm by myself than I am with my family because, you know, you feel like, you know, you have family, my husband's, you know, watching over everything and all the things, but it's something about when you just can go and just free your mind. One of these things that I love about the spring is just the renewing and shedding. It's almost like if I was like an animal that shed their skin, it's like, I feel like I'm doing that with when seasonal depression kind of falls off. You finally get that glimpse and you finally start to feel like yourself and you feel like the smile comes back into your body. And as somebody who deals with mental health, whether that's for me, it's anxiety and depression and depressive modes. I look forward to moments like that. I really do. So it's not only you know, plan a solo vacation day, but we're in March. So we have a whole new month. We are in month three of the new year. That means we're ending the first quarter. And how did your first quarter go? Like, how is it working for you? If you know that there's some things you need to tighten up, I want you to tighten up, not beat yourself up about it for not tightening up because we have a new day, a new month to try to reshift and refocus on ourselves. There's a lot of things that you can accomplish in this month. I promise you. There's so much to do. You don't have to have it all done right now, but I want us to take the fact that when we have a new day, like if you don't wake up and you have to start telling yourself like, this is a new opportunity for me to do something amazing today. Every day I want you to wake up and say, today is a day for me to do something amazing, that there's a new opportunity for something amazing to happen for me. And I'm looking forward to that opportunity because every day is that newest of opportunities. It really is. And so as we're pressing through and we're getting up, we have a new day, we have a new month, we have new goals. Listen, I know you have goals. I have goals. We all have goals. And so what are you looking forward to in the month of March? You know, what are you looking to accomplish in the month of March now that we've started in a fresh, now that we've started anew? I really, really want you to tap into that because there's so much goodness, so much grace that can happen in the fact that you get to reset. I don't reset myself just at the new year. I can try to reset myself daily 
Sometimes I got to reset myself multiple times in one day if the day is going left. But I reset myself daily. You can reset yourself weekly. You can reset yourself monthly. You should be in a spirit of resetting yourself quite often because as you learn how to reset yourself, it literally will pull you out of a depressive mood a lot quicker than if you just kind of like go with the flow. I am aware of the surroundings that are surrounding me. I'm aware of the people that are around me and I am aware of the things that I desire and I'm going after them every single day. I went back to the old school, old landmark of writing down all of the pitches that I do for the month, all of those things so that I can get prepared and used to making sure that I'm hitting every goal. And I know that may seem a lot for somebody, but I'm telling you, it works wonders. Writing something down, writing the vision and seeing it and making it plain. I know by March, most of us, if and I'm not saying, I'm saying only us just to put us in the same category, but most of us are not keeping up with the alignment of new new year new me listen if you fall off the bike it don't you don't just sit there and let the bike roll down the hill you get up and you chase that bike and you make a new goal i want you to get up dust yourself off put a band-aid on if you need to put some antiseptic on there whatever you have to do to your life that you can get up and try again there is nothing wrong with failing 2011 times people are going to judge you if you would have fallen once or if you fell 200 times I need you to hear me that you're going to judge you no matter what. So why not get yourself up? Why not make that change to decide that I'm not going to let this stop me? And whatever this is, the it is, it's up to you. But you've got to make some new changes this month. So we are talking about solo tripping. We're talking about the things that you discover about yourself. One, being safe. Stop checking in every time you go somewhere just because you want somebody to know you somewhere. Stop doing that, and especially when you travel by yourself. Nobody should be knowing where you are unless you've designated them to know, like back home. I always designate my husband to make sure he knows where I'm at. He can see, you know, if I'm in an Uber, all those things. Those are things about safety, but stop checking in places when you're not at home you let everybody in the internet know that you're not home that your house is defensive that your car may be defensive that everything is up for grabs we're not doing that do not check in do not do not check in do not check in now as a content creator it's a little hard because sometimes i go places for content creation purposes and a part of that is doing stories there's nothing wrong with that if you are traveling by yourself and your family is secure and there's all those things you're not having to worry about that but if you are a completely completely single person and you're on a trip i would just do a little bit more caution with that because don't check in okay just don't check in but we've learned about the things or we're talked about the things about how we feel when we do something unexpected something new something fresh something amazing we're looking for the anticipation of a new day a new year a new month and whatever goals that we had when we started off the first of the year and somehow we have allowed ourselves to just completely abandon them, I want you to pick it back up and I want you to get started back on it right now. Don't just say later today because I don't know what time you listen to this podcast, but whatever your today is, I want you to take that moment and I want you to reset immediately. And with resetting, it doesn't mean that your life is going to turn out to be peaches and cream. I'm just telling you that you can renew your thought process. You can renew your mind. You can do something different every single day. You can make that choice. It's a actual choice. All right. And for the ending of this podcast, there's one other internet story that we must discuss. There was a young lady on these internet streets complaining I don't, I, the man that she had been speaking to, talking to, I don't know what stage in their dating or if they were even dating at all, but she made the comment about, 
you know, grabbing lunch and things of that sort. And so the man said, well, you know, what's your cash app? I'm gonna send you some money. This young man, young man, old man, all the man, whoever it was, just happened to be a man. And he sent her $30, 30 actual dollars. Okay. He sent her these $30 and she literally almost lost her shit. So the reason why she was so upset was because how in the world was she, what was she supposed to eat with this $30? Ma'am, first of all, you're on a lunch break. Even if you get an hour, an hour is not enough time for you to be sitting at some fancy smanchy uh, restaurant and you surely couldn't be having cocktails because if it's a lunch break, you need to have your butt back to work, okay? A lot of jobs, fr they, they, they frown upon you having drinks and cocktails during the day. I mean, I'm just telling you, right? So if you're at a really basic restaurant or just a spot to just grab a good salad or good sandwich, whatever you choose to eat, $30 should be more than enough. First of all, everybody has already said it, but I'm going to say it again. If I had $30 from my husband, obviously, because I'm out here getting no money from nobody else, because that's not what we do around here, but $30, I have Chipotle twice. Or let's say I had, if somebody gave me $30, right? Husband, of course. I would have had lunch. I would have had my breakfast, more some type of coffee by the next day. I'm not con I'm not understanding this. And so the debate is: is thirty dollars too small to give to someone who won? It's not their money; it's your money. You're giving it to someone else. Is thirty dollars too low? Is thirty dollars too low to receive for someone from lunch? Again, this is a lunch break. Most people don't get a long break and half an hour to an hour is a standard lunch break time. And in the midst of that time, you can't be sitting at a five-star restaurant talking about you about to eat and things like that. Then the same young lady said, that's only half the tank of my car. Well, you didn't ask him to fill up your gas tank or say, Ooh, I wish somebody would show up, but give me some gas money. What you said was lunch and that's what you got. $30 is more than enough. It's not like she's supposed to be feeding her and her homegirls. It's supposed to be just for her, right? $30 is enough. It's enough. You just got to make it enough. Make it enough, right? So of course, the story is on the internets. It's on these internet streets. It has gone viral. People are talking about it. I'm talking about it. It's a hot ass mess. $30 is more than enough food and enough money for you to get the food. So I don't really understand... Um, but you know what's crazy? There is some man that's going to think that she her request is not too 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 small or not is or is not enough, and maybe he'll send her more. And maybe that's the type of men that she's used to. Maybe when she says these types of comments, and this is where we have to tread lightly. I'm all for women getting for what they want, and they're you know they should require more, they should ask for more, but you also have to be given more. But we'll go that we'll go that way another conversation another day. However, this is what I do know. I think she's used to when she says, she'll be nice if I had lunch and some man just tricking on her and giving her whatever, right? And I know it ain't tricking if you, if you got it, we get it. But I'm thinking that's, I'm, I'm more certain that that's what it is because the average person giving someone $30 for lunch is a blessing. You know, a lot of the comments said the same thing. I'm Chipotle twice. I can make it stretch to three days. Like, you know, there's a lot going on here and for her to be so... Um, it's just a weird flex for her to just be like, that's not enough, ma'am. It's a lunch break. Where the heck are you eating at? Like, I want to know where you're eating at that you need, that you need more than $30 to eat a basic lunch. Right. I just, I just want to know. Cause again, if you play your cards, right, you can stretch it out for two different days or two different meals, whatever the case may be. So I don't know what she's doing, right. What type of living that she's not doing right. 
I'm not sure, but $30 is plenty. Listen, when we see these viral moments, just, just, just know somebody is doing it in my opinion for somebody to have a controversy. And then if within that controversy, that's how people become viral and viralness of controversies sell. So if you're wondering how can I go viral online, just, I promise you, if you just keep talking about the stuff like this, that's happening all over the place and finding your unique spin, you can make a couple of dollars, right? So all I know is, is that if somebody offers you $30 this week, don't frown your nose up at them at whatsoever, right? Also plan for a solo trip. Today is planned for a solo vacation and you are deserving. It's going to be scary to plan or go to your first one because you need to do all of the research, research where you would like to go, research when the cheapest time is to go. And if those things fall along with what you want or want to do, then go ahead and book said trip. I want us to get used to getting out of our comfort zone and doing something that's a little bit more spontaneous and or different than what we're used to doing. I want us to get really comfortable in our skin to just make that difference in our own life. Because how can we make a difference in somebody else's and we ain't making one in our own? So I'm just prefacing that. Let's go ahead and make a difference in someone's life and especially, especially your own. With that being said, it is now time to end this amazing podcast. I truly do appreciate you listening because we talked about a lot. We talked about a lot of stuff. Listen, we're not giving out participation awards to parents. We just cannot do it. It's just, we cannot. And we talked about travel. We talked about the pet peeves of traveling. Um, and even traveling with other people, because again, not everybody is going to want to feel the need to rush and go and plan them a solo trip. But I just tell you this, please plan it at least once a year to go by yourself and do something that you enjoy. So I want you to go and find one activity that you do enjoy this weekend and do just that. I get it. You're Uber parent, you're running errands, you're cleaning houses, you're getting all these things prepared for the next week. All of those things should be commended, committed, but, um, commended, but I need you to also, also, also find one activity for you. I know it. I know you got a lot of titles. You got a lot of things going on and the weekends be like a blink. You blink once and you, the weekend is completely over and God forbid you blink twice. It just goes quicker. Um, have the most amazing weekend. I will see you back next week with conversations with toy. Remember to do three things. One, you're already doing that. You're listening to the podcast, listen to it all the way through. Number two, I want you to one, share, 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 because sharing is caring. And then lastly, whatever and wherever you are listening to this podcast at, I want you to take the time to review it, review it and let us know how we can service you a little bit better. Remember every time we come together, we're going to talk about mental health in some type of capacity. So if you feel like you are stuck because you have an in the house job, you are a stay at home mom, or you're even a stay at home dad, and you feel like you have lost your way. It's okay. One thing about getting lost is that if you just take a little bit of time and have a little bit of patience, you can always find your way back home. So I am sending love. I'm sending joy. I'm sending peace in this new month. There are a lot of things to do. If you are in or near the Philadelphia area, how can you find out more? Well, listen, I post a lot of these updates and things to do on my pages and my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com uh, backslash toy time ladies. L-I-D-I-E-S. So that's Toy Time Ladies. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend and cheers to an, another amazing week that you didn't think you were going to get through, but somehow you pushed through, you pulled through, and now you're here. And we appreciate you and send a love your way.
Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.